So essentially what we do is we meet every six to eight weeks and we have a wine and wine. We call it brunch club because we usually do this at an 11am to 5pm shift on a Saturday. And realising that actually we were probably the most interesting people in the world that we thought we should record this and share it and invite other people into the conversation. <laughs> we basically just want to talk to every woman that we know or don't know and ask how they feel about everything. So I'm Carly Flood at The Flood Defence on Twitter. Don't do Instagram, we'll get around to that one day. Um, I have a newsletter called Brandy and Flood and I'm really tall. And that's probably all you need to know right now. Um, I am Helen Newman, um, but most people just call me Newman because a lot of people are lazy. Um, <laughs> I am on the internet, on Instagram and Twitter as Honestly Helen and Facebook as Honestly Helen. Um, I write a lifestyle blog about all of my escapades um, and I am quite short and blonde and that's probably all you need to know about me. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jenny um, and I am Great North Mum on the social. Um, I used to have a blog. I still technically do, you can read it if you want to, it's there, but I don't write on it anymore because I don't have any time because I have children. And you like having children? I love having children. <laughs> they are lovely children. I love having children. <laughs> but I also have a full-time job, which is uh, fun and um, requires a lot of juggling. But I also make time for gin and podcasts, so here we are. Yes, it's what we do. Um, and also I want to point out that there is a fourth member who isn't here um, at the moment, uh, Steph, mm -hmm. who isn't really on the socials. But she is our kind of silent partner. She does all of our research. She She's the brains of the she's operation. She's the brains, she? absolutely. <laughs> we are pinky to her brains. Possibly, um, you're stuck listening to us. Yeah, so we are just the goons who front this, whereas she actually puts on all the legwork. So, she's rolling um, her eyes at us somewhere. Yeah, it? of course she is. Yeah, and, and distancing herself from this whole project, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> to Steph. <laughs> so we were thinking about things that we wanted to talk to people about and our first thing that we all had varying opinions on was when does self-care become you're just being a flaky bitch and we had some opinions oh we had it. some opinions so this all started um from a meme that i'd seen doing the rounds on facebook and twitter and instagram um where it was one of those sort of like it's okay, it's okay, it's okay to do this, it's okay to um, cancel on your friends, it's okay to stay at home and look after yourself, it's okay to have a nice hot bath, it's okay to go for a run, it's okay not to go for a run, which I absolutely 100% agree with. However, I had raised the question as to when does that, is that feeding the acceptance mm. that actually it's okay to always cancel on your friends and always... Mm. Is if you have high anxiety, which I do, and other people around this table have as well, mm. are you hiding behind memes like that that say it's all oh it's okay, guys, it's just okay to do all of this? Mm. When actually, you know, it, it's not okay to cancel on your friends every single time. Mm. It means that there's an issue, and that's something that should be addressed rather than just hiding behind a meme that it's okay to do this kind of stuff. I feel so. invoke self care. As yeah, a reason to exactly. Not do something. Yeah. I think it was. It might have been you who brought up the um, the woman who said that she was far too anxious, so she didn't go to a job interview. Yeah, that was um, that was a Swedish guy. I'd read um, an article about, and he was talking about anxiety. Um, and that people tend to self-diagnose a lot, obviously, with the internet. We all have a bit of Google diagnosing. Mm -hmm. um, and she suffered a massive, massive pang. He was a, um, a, a counsellor or 
therapist type person and she had gone to see him because she was having a job interview and had had a massive massive panic attack um, and didn't end up going to the job interview so obviously didn't end up getting the job and so that had a huge impact on her life and then what struck him is that she couldn't seem to get her head around the fact that it's perfectly normal to be nervous about mm-hmm. going for a job interview. It's an anxious situation. So it's an anxious situation. Feeling anxiety is the appropriate Exactly. Reaction. So it's it's when when is it okay to be anxious about something? Normal situations, good doing a presentation at work is highly stressful. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly normal to feel anxious and have a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a panic attack about that. But if it's getting to the point where it's stopping you from getting jobs, then, you know, that's a huge huge issue Mm -hmm. um and i think what the point of the article was that people need to stop self-diagnosing themselves with depression or bipolar anxiety whatever when actually all that happened was it was that she was in a very stressful situation and it was perfectly normal for her to feel stressful it's important for people to understand the distinction between Mm -hmm. a healthy worry about something and a healthy anxiety about something like a job interview Mm -hmm. and when it is starting to become a problem for you Mm -hmm. yeah um, and if you can't understand that, then there's there probably is something yeah. wrong with you. As somebody who's done CBT this year and has learned an Ooh. awful lot about worry mm-hmm. and anxiety and uncertainty and all the things that I was struggling with, mm-hmm. helping to kind of compartmentalise that in your head mm-hmm. as to what is a healthy worry and that it's you shouldn't not worry about anything because mm-hmm. that is because then you'll just walk into the middle of a road and get yeah. hit by a bus because exactly. you're not worried about any danger everybody needs <laughs> yeah. to worry about things that are worth worrying about yeah mm. it's worrying about things that are not helpful yeah which causes the problem i agree with that i think people do sometimes invoke self-care to cover up the fact that they're just inconvenienced the truth is, if you want to have a, a life where you see your friends a lot or you have lots of things in it in that way, some days you are going to be inconvenienced. Some days you're going to have to wash your hair when you can't be bothered. <laughs> you are going to have to not finish that Netflix series tonight and, you know, get on the metro and go into town and see your friend. Like, yeah. you just have to do that if that's what you want to do. And I certainly have, in some instances, friends who, uh, very easily, any remote barrier would be the first thing and they would just stop it. And they'd be like, well, you know... Now it's like this nice built-in thing where if I'm not doing a face mask, then I'm not looking after myself. And it is a little bit like, no, I think you're using something that's got a good intention. Can I be a bit of a flaky bitch there? Yeah, I think think that's true. It's like, and I think that's because um, anxiety and depression has become, dare I say it, a bit trendy at the moment. It's certainly, Um, yeah, it's certainly much more in the central consciousness. I think we all have that flaky friend as well, don't we? We always have that one that you will be amazed if they even turn up because of this, that and the other. There's always a different excuse. They're not real till they're Um, there. But do you always think that's because she's being flaky or is it because... she might be struggling with something. Well, yeah, mm. that's the difference. And how much that do we actually is, yeah. ask and, you know, raise that question yeah. with Yeah, I think with certain... Good point. Good point, yeah. I think for me and my flaky friend, who will remain nameless... <laughs> is it you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, am, I am the flaky bitch because I never see any of my friends. <laughs> um, I think for me it's more that it irritates me that the mental health card could be played when actually if you just don't fancy it just say you don't fancy it I agree just say oh, do you know what I'm hungover I really don't want to do it today mm-hmm. or I've had a really busy week at work and I just want to stay in rather than the oh I'm yeah so I'm having self care you know or whatever and me it's, time it's just, yeah it's me time. time it's the misuse of it isn't it really that's what we're yeah. getting to it's like 
Because you're right, if you've been away with work all week and you're just dying for your sofa and you just want to go to sleep and you know you're going to be bad company or ratty or yeah. ruin your next day. That just say is, that. Yeah, yeah, but that's self-care really, isn't it? Yeah. It's going, I know that if I do this, tomorrow will be worse. Yeah, and I'm putting myself first because what I want to do is mm. just I would feel guilty about that though, like if, especially if I'd had plans for a while mm. and then when it came to it, I really didn't fancy it. I would feel incredibly guilty about just cancelling yeah. those plans. And I would probably force myself to go along with it, even though I didn't really fancy it at yeah. the time. I think it goes well, to sometimes the... Sometimes it's better once you're out. <laughs> well, yeah. true. So, yeah, sometimes you just have to drag yourself out and then you end up having the most amazing night ever. Mm. Um, but I think as well, it's as, if I was on the receiving end of it, I would feel awful to think that you've dragged yourself out for my kids' sake, when, like all you re- when all you really wanted mm. to do was stay at home, I would rather you just say, mm. can we just knock this on the head this week? We'll see each other again. But would it be only certain friends that you would have well, that, probably. that closeness with to and be I able guess to do depends. that? it depends. The whole point of this is how often do they do it? If they mm. did it every single time, you would think, okay, there's something going on here. Is it just me? Do you not? Do you just not want to spend time with me? Or um, mm. If it's just a one-off, we all have those days. We all have those times where we think... Um, yeah, we just we're just not feeling it tonight for whatever reason. I think I I would have a propensity for flakiness, and I'm really the instigator of organising things. Mm. So I wouldn't be the one to suggest let's organise a big night out because yeah. I would worry that I would be the flaky one. <laughs> <Don't mind. laughs> oh Helen, no! It's just because you're so popular. I'm so popular. My phone keeps on making noises. I'm so sorry. I'm going to turn the sound off so that doesn't happen. Um, maybe we could have thought this before we even started. <laughs> by the way, maybe we could have. <laughs> by the way, we're really popular. Yeah. Everyone wants to be in touch with us all of the time. I think you make a really good point, and it's something that comes about for a slightly diverse set of circumstances. So I'm uh, unmarried with no children, and my friends are my family so when I make a plan it's essentially my plan for that day or or that evening and my week uh, rests on that plan so sometimes when someone drops out and it's last minute rather than planned it can be really disruptive and actually that was the thing that I had in for that day especially on weekends if someone sort of drops out that actually has quite an effect and I do feel a bit like oh okay and if it's a bit like, oh, I just don't really feel like it, I'm like, that's not good enough. Mm. That's an excellent point about circumstances because I have to plan what I want to do around what my husband might be doing or what the kids have got on that weekend. Mm. And I can't just <laughs> plan mm. for an impromptu night out. Yeah. No. It's got to be in the diary yeah. like so many weeks ahead yeah. for me to know then, that I've got the time so to do it. It must mm. be super frustrating for you is if you've put all those plans in place, either um, you know, made sure that Andy's available to have the kids or you've even arranged a babysit or whatever and then those plans get cancelled last minute, that you've put all yeah. these plans in place and That's you've true. looked forward to this night out and you've kind of arranged mm. your life around it and then all of a sudden mm. just because someone... It's not as easy. It's, it's not just, as easy mm. as just saying actually I just fancy a bath tonight instead. It's like having that thought for maybe the effort that other people have put in and like you say making the effort to go out when you might not be feeling it but actually you'll probably have a great time when you go out anyway well, going to the so. gym is harder than being at the gym oh like it's That's just one true. of those things isn't it it's getting there yeah exactly but i think sometimes people forget and it's like, that's, this is where it keeps coming down to, actually, when we're talking this conversation. It's less to do with cancelling or the frequency of it. 
it's the the lack of explaining yourself. Yeah. So you all know that flaky friend who kind of over explains. So you know they're lying. No, uh, me, then, 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 oh, oh well. You're like, oh, please just. Me stop. and Dave have a theory about this that if someone gives more than one reason, none of them are true. Agreed. So if someone says, um, I can't go out because oh, because I've checked my bank and I've got no money and I've got to get up on Saturday morning mm. and I've got nothing to wear and so none of that's true. You just don't want to go. Whereas if the yeah. only reason is you've checked your bank balance and you've got no money that's an, that should be enough right that's, or you've got nothing to wear or you have to get up early on Saturday morning if people give more than one excuse like none of them are true yeah and I think there's a strange thing where there's either like a people pleasing trait there or an inability of you saying if there's something deeper underneath that where someone maybe has a, a social anxiety that they're not addressing and that you can be entirely unaware of well then there's an opportunity there to actually just talk about it and it would be so nice if there was a language to say like between all of us to say I can't come tonight I'm feeling really up a height mm. and my anxiety is going through the roof and I think I'm going to be miserable and then you've got the opportunity to go do you want me to come over with a pizza mm-hmm. and like or or as you say sending bullshitty excuses mm. and you're just like I can't be bothered with you whatever's going on in your life you clearly don't think I'm a priority mm. and then everyone gets all narky about it and you're not going to make a priority for that person in the next time yeah and I think why do we not just say then or can people not say I don't know it depends on who the friends are, right? Definitely. There'd be certain yeah. friends that you'd, you'd like to think that you could be completely honest with about how you were feeling, and then yeah. others yeah. that you might not be so close with that you might think, I've got to come up with an excuse, because I can't mm. possibly tell them that I just I really can't face going out tonight. Mm. I know, and then I think, but why? And that's a big social issue, though. Like, you see, like, if people are invoking self-care incorrectly, or they're using it to cover up flakiness mm. or whatever, then when, does, when is the appropriate time and when does it become like the real thing to say I'm trying to wonder like you're saying if it's a mood that you don't know particularly well I'm like, actually I'd probably find it easier on someone I don't know particularly well because there'd be no consequences to it I think there'd be that middle ground I think there'd be people that I would feel I would ha- absolutely just naturally be honest with which would probably be like you guys like mm-hmm. my really close friends because I know you'd understand and then there'd be people like you say that I don't really know that well mm. and actually I don't really care what they think and I didn't really want to go anyway so I don't yeah. really I'll just throw any excuse at them but then I think there's kind of almost that middle mm. kind of half acquaintance half mm. friend half colleague half whatever where they know a lot about you but maybe not everything and then yeah. so it's kind of admitting those weaknesses to work those colleagues people. in particular work, I guess yeah, would be quite yeah, difficult exactly, yeah. because My, you've got to maintain that yeah. level with them haven't yeah. you but you and can't, wouldn't well, feel like you could be completely 100% completely yeah mm. they don't you know I've got Jenny, <laughs> do I get a little badge yeah, or something star. Jenny gets a star no I keep making like, yeah, yeah. count by the way colleagues that would be the time there's colleagues that I've got that I 100% consider friends and probably do know a lot about me I spend you know eight hours a day five days a week with them like, I, I probably know spend more time with well. more time with my colleagues than I do with my own family you spend more time with my husband than I do I do <laughs> uh, Jenny works with Helen's husband <laughs> just for clarification <laughs> what a weird way to find out my husband's having an affair <laughs> no. um, so yeah, that's why Jenny's so busy <laughs> because I think your colleagues know you in a professional capacity and they know a kind of a different side of you mm. and possibly know a little bit about home issues or your home life or maybe some anxiety or whatever that you've mm. suffered with but they possibly don't know the extent of it mm. and I think that's when there's sort of the grey areas that you kind of how much do you really give of, of yourself at work and mm-hmm. do you really want everyone to know the absolute ins and outs of mm-hmm. I think having been psyche. through what I've been through this year with with suffering from anxiety 
it, yeah. work has been incredibly supportive and I can only imagine how difficult it would be in a work environment where you felt that you couldn't be upfront with how you were feeling yeah. and to be open about any mental health difficulties you were having. That's really cool. Because it's been so much easier because I've had that support at work and it would be, I can't imagine how difficult it would be yeah. not to have that. Yeah. Mm. Jenny and I are really lucky because we both work for the NHS so I think obviously we're kind yeah. of front runners in the importance of mental health and, yeah. and workplace support and things like that so I think we probably take for granted the we've got an employee assist program mm-hmm. we've got mental health first aiders there's always you know it's sort of a, a known thing that you have re- regular one-on-ones and catch-ups with your managers and they're not just about your performance they're about how you're feeling and um mm. so I think we've we're very lucky, and I, I think I it's sort of it's, it's not really complain about uh, it's raised the question in my head in because I think I've probably because mm. I've worked for the NHS for fifteen years, so I kind of probably take it for granted and haven't really stepped back and thought, well, what do other people do at work? I don't know. But do you feel supported at work, Carly? Do you? Um, yeah, we have some of those things in place. I think working in the private sector, though, uh, it'll be different. But yes, we do have regular one-to-one things and mental health first aiders. But again, it's a a totally different feeling it's sort of like 300 people in in a big building lecture theatre <laughs> yeah so it's a, bit, it's, a, it's a bit different and I'm sure as you know all uh, companies are scurrilous places and it's like oh my god did you see that she went in one of the crying rooms down for <laughs> <laughs> oh a crying room would the be amazing cry, yeah, that's, just would be, that's just normally. the toilet that's just the toilet exactly no we've got these yeah. little they're meant to be like one to one rooms where it's basically like two chairs and a table because okay. instead of using meeting rooms I think we might have one of those oh we've got about 15 and we call them the crime room <laughs> that's amazing I've never never been in the toilets work brilliantly when you've got cubicles that like floor to ceiling yeah right? that's like ours it's like a Weatherspoon's toilet <laughs> it's <laughs> totally locked in <laughs> it's like your little inner sanctum of emotion yeah. just get it out sometimes you've got to haven't you yeah Actually, it's interesting, and this this <laughs> might be leading us too far on to the next topic. Oh, no, so I'm sure that. you girls will rein me in if needed. Yeah, um, but um, Dave, yeah, <laughs> Jenny's holding up the shut up sign. Um, Dave and I often have this, because I'm a very emotional person at work, and uh, it's not unknown for me to cry at work, although it's not like a daily or weekly or even monthly occurrence, but it has happened. Oh, not openly. Uh, no, yes, no, I don't just sit there <laughs> sobbing, <laughs> rocking back and forth. But the the stuff we've discussed in the past, because he is obviously a man and condu- conducts, <laughs> obviously. Jenny, <laughs> you really enjoy that. <laughs> You're like, obviously. 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 I mean, to some. <laughs> Alpha male. God bless. He's going to love this, this, by the way. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> anyway. We'll let it out. Um, <laughs> podcast husband, Dave. <laughs> Oh, God, He's gonna get his own hashtag, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, pray for Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we have this yeah. thing about talking, like about crying at work, which you know I say obviously, and I'm sounding very sexist here, but it's something that women do. It's not, you know, men yeah. tend not to cry at work, and women tend to. If yeah. anyone's Largely because cry men work. don't have periods. And well, that's... this is true. Um, girls are good if someone starts crying we all but, <gasps> and rush uh, yeah effective. and there's a little support system there I mm. think the, th- the thing I've said to Dave before is that if I've told him that I've cried at work and he kind of gets a bit this you know you know just he worries that, that it, it creates this women in business 
thing mm. of women are just emotional and this is why women don't get promoted and this is this and blah blah blah, blah and all of this. This mm. is getting up to the next topic. And I'm not saying that that's his <laughs> opinion but I think that's yeah. like his worry of the perception because there's still a lot that needs to change in that yeah. regard but my theory is is that if I so if something's pissed me off at work because I will maintain that if I cry at work it's because I'm angry and frustrated mm. not because I'm upset or hurt or whatever it's because something's not gone my way or yeah. something's happened where I've felt slighted or uh, I've been made to feel belittled or something so I'll go off and I'll have a five minute cry and then it, I'm over it mm. if that happens to Dave he stews on it all day uh, so who's, who's, the, who's the real winner there because mm. I've got it out in ten minutes and then I'm ready to deal and I'll probably text one of my friends and have a bit of a hug and a cry and explain the situation crying mm. emojis oh yeah, and then yeah, yeah. emojis <laughs> <No>. <laughs> little hug emojis and, and we're all monkeys and whatever <laughs> um, and then it's all fine and someone will buy me a slice of cake and I'm happy um, but he will stew on it all day and then he'll come home and he'll retell the story to me and then that makes him angry again and then so it's like it's bad self care dude yes. bad <laughs> so, example of someone not using self care but so that's the difference so although you can have this opinion of people crying at work but actually is that not just the short sharp way of getting your emotions out and then you've dealt with it and then you move on surely that's better than sitting and stewing and say, oh, I should have said this and I wish I'd said this and oh you know yeah. getting angry and angry it's such an individual thing though, isn't it, it? Is. yeah and there'll be and women I guess it's easier to say that, that it's that women that are the emotional ones and men yeah. are just going to stew on it but not everybody's going to be mm. the same mm. this is true I think one of the interesting things that our lovely friend Steph not here um has sent us some uh <laughs> yeah it's like it said that like she passed on it's like she's no longer with us <laughs> no she's just a baby shark yeah <laughs> yeah she'll be back for the next episode um we have to do the uh that we were looking at some of the research articles around how self-care sort of boomed in the industry and essentially what had really happened is being commodified which is mm. what we're railing against really is is this like Gwyneth Paltrow and all her yeah and then shit. So the <laughs> intention The intentions of self-care are for those instances when you know you are going to be too exhausted or it's going to negatively affect you in the short or medium term to continue doing something. It's catching yourself before you flip. So it's instead of crying at work, it's the minute before you start crying yeah. when you go, I'm gonna take myself out of the situation because yeah. I think it's gonna get worse or you know, whatever, mm. whatever the instance might be. And then along came, I don't know, Gwyneth Paltrow and the goops, and then came the bath bombs, and then came... <laughs> the you, unicorn shit. And then came the unicorn <laughs> shit, and then came, you know, I don't know, Revlon was one of the things where they said a self-care kit, and it was like a mascara. Oh my you know. god. And it's like... That's so patronising. Yeah. Make yourself pretty and you'll be happy. Mm. And it's like anything... If there's money to be made from something, oh, it will Jesus, become a thing. that's so depressing. Yeah. And this was like the sort of start of Hooga. It was like, oh, I need to buy myself a 98-pound woolen throw. And drink organic hot chocolate mm. with... with Fancy unicorn marshmallows in. Right. And it's a gold. Am I a bad person for actively not buying organic stuff because it's more expensive than. Oh no, I don't buy it. We've only just. I'll be like, oh no, that's organic broccoli. Yeah. (laughs) I just want regular broccoli. Free range. (laughs) We've only just started buying free range. Have you? No, I'm I'm, I'm frowning at that. That sounds like a. No, but we don't now. I would like we can definitely pick at the organic thing because people think it's better. Like wellness now is a status symbol. And it's mm. like, it's oh, like, I only eat organic. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's like so frustrating because I'm like, well, I just eat food. Usually, whatever is convenient, <laughs> depending on how tired slash what time I got home. Yeah. But no meat. 
But no meat. Carly's our resident vegetarian. Vegetarian, so I just eat a lot of chips. Um, I'm <laughs> so I'm vegetarian. I don't really drink milk either. That's not really a choice thing. That's just like a preference. And um, so I felt like I was the most controversial human from the ages of like 14 <laughs> to uh, 28 or whatever because I was just like, do you want tea or coffee? I'm like, can I have uh, green tea? And they're like, fucking hit me. <laughs> I think, but then, you know, I think it would I'm be always disappointed harder. with herbal tea. It always smells nicer than it tastes, I think. Yeah. It smells amazing mm. and then just tastes like, like dishwater. Oh. Peppermint tea I can get away with, mm. but it reminds me of being nauseous when I was pregnant. Oh. Yeah. So now I can't really enjoy it in the same way. Uh, yeah, it smells like Ribena, but it doesn't taste like it. No. <laughs> You've got to put sugar in it and then that kind of negates the benefit of it, doesn't Your it? Your palate just totally changes eventually. Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and you just sort of start. You're like, like a lot of work. Mm, this one tastes amazing. Mm, yeah, I'll just have another coffee then. I know, but this is the thing. Like, I've just <laughs> and my parents. The coffee's like just a bean. I, I drink so coffee. much caffeine. I drink so much coffee at work, and they always make fun of me for it. Do I'm you? like five, six cups a day. At work. Really? It's Do you drink in the afternoon as well? Yeah, I can't drink coffee in the afternoon. I'd be yeah. awake all night. I'll get to four o'clock and I'll be like, I can squeeze in another one oh, before nah. I go home. How do you sleep at night? How do you sleep? I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Oh, How do you live with yourself? Because my children wake me up at six o'clock in the morning. That's why. Oh. I know. I would be so anxious. Like I end up Jittery, on, like, on the. I tried to have decaf when I was time. feeling more anxious earlier this year. I switched to decaf for a little bit mm. to see if it would help stop the nerves, yeah. kind mm. of thing. Yeah. And I guess it did, but I needed the boost a little bit more. <laughs> I yeah. needed it to wake us up in the morning to really feel it. I have one or two black coffees a day, but never after lunchtime. I'm a bad no, sleeper. I do, yeah. I'm a bad sleeper. That's not good self-care. It's not. Yeah. I saw a, a funny thing. Um, it was some, It was one of the Vanderpumps, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, who'd said, what? like... Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is this? You know what? Real Housewives of wherever, whatever they're in. Beverly Hills? Not Cheshire, are they? No. no some American shit. Um, and she like a name. It doesn't. It's like a joke, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like a joke name. Um, but she'd come out and said, like, a, a quote was like, um, oh, the best way to, like, self-care, live your best life is eat when you're hungry, sleep when you're tired. Mm-hmm. And then there was a third as well. Do you really these are people third. without jobs but or families yeah, or anything? it's exactly like, if I did that, I would be... <laughs> 30 stone and, and I would live in bed <laughs> so yeah, I'm so hungry it's a nice idea um, to yeah. just do what you want when you want but that's like a fundamental idea that your body craves and tells you what it wants but sometimes it doesn't yeah. especially because we've switched off our like internal intuition to this stuff like you know, I don't wake up there. Mm, I could really have a a, a kale smoothie. Mm. <laughs> no, like I don't I crave to, one. Yeah, yeah. like that's no, it, you, if anything, yeah. I've switched all of those sort of instincts off over the years. Especially being a woman, dare we bring it up again? But like, you know, I'm <laughs> like, am I hungry? Ignore the urge. Yes, to ever you must eat. be skinny. Don't ever eat ever again. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, what are you hungry for? I'm like, I do not know. And I have love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just constantly starving for validation. <laughs> Any type. So I couldn't trust myself. So she's like, eat when you're hungry. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. And half the time you're thirsty as well, you're not even hungry. Yes, like you're oh my God, yes, I don't drink enough water exactly. or anything oh. other than coffee. I'm so enough smug. At all. 
I drink liters and liters. Oh my god, well, that's why you're scared of porcelain. Hell. <laughs> yes, get out. <laughs> you're bringing his noble people down. Yes, no, not at all. Oh, yeah, I'm the pinnacle of health. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of health, health, uh, self care, just be normal, Carly. Drink coffee like yes. us. <laughs> yes. I can't, though. You dick. <laughs> you just, you're just not trying hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be on the ceiling. You'd have to Not after a while. Up. Maybe that's why I need six cups a day because I'm like completely you're addicted. Yeah. Completely addicted. It doesn't affect you anymore. And, mm. uh, like, our friend Ange, um, when we go to the cinema, uh, like, at night, she gets a small sweet popcorn and a, a bucket of black coffee. No way. And she sits and that's her, that's her cinema. Who has coffee stuff. at the cinema? Yeah, exactly. And she can go to and, sleep. And then she'll just go to sleep. That's her thing. It's, it, I don't it's, mind what time amazing. of day it is. That's just a weird cinema it's thing. It's like people that sit there with nachos in the dark. <laughs> Melted cheese dribbling yeah. all down their front. No. I'm like so sensitive. I wouldn't even have a Diet Coke after about six o'clock. No, same. Yeah. The only way I drink caffeine at night is if I know I'm having alcohol as well because it yeah. just negates it. So. It's very weird. That's self-care. That's a little bit of self-care for you there because you make the, the choice to look after yourself for the next day. It's the, same, the equivalent of putting a glass of water by your bed. Mm, is it? It's equivalent to <laughs> having like a five guys before you go home after you've been out. I mean, that's the wise thing to do. Apparently, if you have a Barocca before you go to bed, you don't get any hangover the next day. Oh, that must be bullshit. That's correct, yeah. It must be yeah. bullshit or else yeah. everyone would be happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barocca sales would be through. <laughs> have you got any Barocca by any chance? <laughs> no, no, funnily enough. Okay, I'm just have risk it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it helps. But then you have those awful times where you have like two glasses of wine and you're absolutely mortal. And then those other times when you've been out for 19 hours and you find we out... <laughs> we were talking about this just tonight. Like, Jenny was yeah. saying about this time where she got absolutely smashed. And well, I'll let you tell it to us. Well, yeah, sometimes you can have a, a monumental amount to drink. And sometimes over the course of hours and hours and hours. And you wake up the next day fresh as... Well... Fine. Like a wilted daisy, but you're still there. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can function. And then other days you'll have not so much, and then it will completely knock you for six. Yeah, she'll run on the sofa at 9pm. What's yeah. different about you that day that has made it affect you so much? Yeah. I don't know. That's why the Barocca doesn't work. <laughs> it's so hard and fast all the time. Anyway, it just turns your green, your, your green, your wee technicolor. Is that all it does? Um, well, let me know. <laughs> have you never had a Barocca before? Yeah, probably. It turns you wee, bright yellow. Oh. Because you, can't, you can only absorb so much vitamin C. It's got like a shitload of vitamin C and you can only absorb so much so you just piss the rest of it, the rest of it out. And it turns ha, what it a delightful green. turn of phrase. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> it's a lovely bit of self-care there, yeah. Helen. Oh, pissing out some vitamin yeah. C. Um, speaking of self-care and hangovers, I, me and my friend Carrie talk about this a lot that um, we actually love those hangovers that you can have that you can actually quite enjoy. So it's usually on a Sunday. When has this happened? Go on. Well, I mean, you have kids, so this Yeah, I was going to say, maybe my student days when I could just lose a day without consequence. It's usually on a Sunday. You'll have been out the night before, you'll have drunk a lot, but mm. not not to the point where you've the room's been spinning or you've been ill or anything like that. So mm. you've had a really great night. No, that doesn't sound familiar. <laughs> <laughs> it's all or nothing for you. <laughs> so um, good, you, you maybe wake up feeling like pretty groggy the next morning. You know the gym's off. You know you're not really going to move. But it's raining. So you can just stay on the sofa. Oh, there's no guilt. And you can just watch Netflix. It's, the headache is the key. And you've got some... See, I if don't you've get... Got, no, if you've got... No, it, just, if I wake just, up with that headache, I know that that's me done. Because until that headache goes away, I can't even fine. move. It's no. just... Oh. I can and then it makes us feel queasy having the headache. 
But those are my favourite self-care days. When you've got a hangover, but enough... It's not bad enough that you need to stay in bed all day, but it's bad enough that it cancels all of the plans. Yeah. And you don't feel guilty about just watching shit telly all day. Unless you had plans with a friend and then had to cancel it. Uh, in which case, the ultimate flaky friend. Total flaky bitch. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm just massively hungover. I'm just going to stay. And that's a valid excuse. I would accept that excuse. I'd be like, you do you, girl, that's fine. <laughs> as long as it was once in a blue moon. Yeah. 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 And if they were out with me the night before, that's fine. I'm probably hungover as well. Agreed. Well, because you travel a lot for work, do you have a routine that sort of is your self-care? Like, when you come back, yeah. you're like, no plans on the day you come yeah, back. Yeah. It doesn't involve just living <laughs> off pot noodles <laughs> while you're away. Jenny's obsessed with the pot I noodles. I am obsessed. No, not I the pot in noodles in. in and of themselves. It's the pot noodles and the sushi. Oh, it's the egg. The, no, it's the egg. It's the weird combination of <laughs> foods that nobody's ever eaten together before. So, just to explain, I, when I, I travel to Eastbourne once a month, um, which is, for anyone who's not local to Newcastle, is six hours on a train. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> LNER. Oh, like not my like favorite company. Really close if you live near Eastbourne. Well, yeah, if you're in Brighton, it's you know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely area of the world. Um, and usually the first night I get there, there's no one else there who's traveling, mm. so I'm usually on my own. So because I'm in a hotel on my own, and I want, I can't bear the thought of eating like a cold sandwich for my tea. Mm. So. I don't want to go and sit in Weatherspoons on my own. And oh, I don't, does. don't want to. Oh, do, do you? you? You do. I'd do that, yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, maybe I should. I, I don't want to <laughs> order the £30 burger from room service. Um, so I buy a pot noodle. Um, because <laughs> it's hot, You because I don't have a microwave in the room. This is self-care, though. So I, have to, I only have the kettle at my disposal. So I'll have a pot noodle, but to um, pimp it up, <laughs> I get the egg and spinach protein pots, oh, yes. and I slice them up and put them in, oh, and, and they cook gross. in the pot noodle. That's so grim. <laughs> so it's like egg fried rice. It's so not like, like egg noodles. fried rice, is it? Though? It's amazing. Honestly, don't knock it to get It's some cold boiled egg in a pot noodle. And the spinach wilts, the spinach cooks in the boiling water. Oh, well, that's one of your five a day, and isn't it? There you go, exactly. Okay. And it's got mushroom in it, which is vegetable. So where does the sushi come into this um just a delicious snack what do you normally have like it's, a little no it's like um it's like prawns and like tzatziki okay well that's not stuff. that's not better than that's sushi my, that's, that's still starter. weird and then a pot noodle <laughs> main <laughs> and then a little chomp or, a chomp. or a freddo for pudding <laughs> nothing more than 10 pence <laughs> is this your, your asian <laughs> banquet <laughs> Prawns of dipping sauce. Yes. From an eminent train station. Yes. With a Freddo as they do in the Far East. Yeah. It's cost me twice the price because I bought it in in Victoria train station rather than. Why don't you stock up in Asda before you go? I do sometimes. And then you have an authentic Asian chomp dessert. Which I might melt over the. So it's like a chocolate fountain. Beautiful. But that's. If I'm going to sit in a hotel room, oh, you are living your best I'm life. Living my best life, my so lavish you, lifestyle. But does that allow you to have like a whole evening in the hotel to rest? So yeah, to rest I'm usually watch, quite tired. Whatever shit is on the it's hotel. It's the day that I've travelled, mm. so that's it's it's usually when I am most tired. Mm. Um, so I'm kind of happy just to. And the hotel I stay in's got a gym, so I go to the gym and kind of burn off some kind of travel energy. You know, you feel a bit burn off the pot noodles. Yeah. Pot noodles, they're not that bad because there's only 500 calories in pot noodles. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll bear that in mind. There you go. <laughs> Jenny is not going to bear that in mind. If I served you a pot noodle on a plate and told you it was just some kind of <laughs> chow mein, <laughs> chow mein <laughs> you'd be mm. all over it. What's, what's this wilty spinach <laughs> stuff and 
Is it some egg in it as well? well? If you put like an egg <laughs> in it. Oh, it's very Cambodian. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh. So that's my self care. That's I'd read a really well. I think we've all learned something there. There you go. Yes. About my dirty, dirty habits when I travel. Um, you're very happy. I had read an article um, about when you travel a lot for work for trying to recreate your routine from home. Oh yeah. So if you go to the gym normally after work, try and go to the go to, or do some exercise, or so, mm-hmm. you know, go for a nice long walk or something. Um, you know, just if you if there's a TV, particular TV show you watch on a Monday night try and catch it and it's just kind of getting you into that routine from home so it's like a home away from home so you don't Mm. I think health wise and certainly mental health wise when I first started traveling away my sort of diet went completely out of whack Mm. because you you treat yourself and you eat cheesy paninis and you have a Greg's breakfast at seven o'clock in the morning and it's just and it's so unhealthy and it starts you up on the day wrong and it's just you know, it, when you're travelling all day, I mean, I have to get the um, seven o'clock train from Newcastle when I go down to Eastbourne to be there for lunchtime. And it's so tempting. You see so many people with their Greg's breakfasts and their cheesy paninis and stuff. Mm. And I'm sitting there with my porridge or a little brunch bar. And it's just because by the time I'll be shattered by the time I get there if I've just loaded up on the carbs on the way down. And I really like the twice you mentioned cheesy paninis. Like, do you it's, see it's those all, as an yes, ultimate treat? Well, I think on the train, that's like all, because it's kind of, uh, that's all they can do, isn't it? They've got like a panini press. And it's all, everyone around me seems to be eating. I see. <laughs> sometimes it's bacon, sometimes it's sausage, sometimes oh. it's... Or, it's, it's or a vegetarian yeah. option, obviously. Yeah. Mini cheddars, probably. Yeah. Mini cheddars. Have <laughs> <laughs> been known. So basically, I think our good advice to everybody would be, um, if you're going to cancel and be a bit of a flaky bitch... Just explain why, <laughs> and then maybe yeah. they'll be nice about it. I would accept that. I think as a friend, I would I would much rather that my friend just be honest, and as you say, give that option of, well, should actually just you and I get together and have a pot ha- noodle, have, have and... a pot noodle, and eat some eggs and just chat shit, and you know, or do you actually just want to be left alone, and in which case, give us a ring tomorrow and or whatever. I think, just, yeah, just, just be, be a good friend. Just yeah. be a good friend. Yeah, and be accepting. Just know that, like. Just, yeah, be on it. Be happy to be honest with your friends. Definitely. Because we're not monsters. Yeah. I would much rather it than somebody <laughs> sort of consistently cancelling on me and feeling, getting sort of animosity between each other. If they said, I just can't do those sorts of things. And you go, okay, well, we'll just arrange things you can do or want to do mm. or whatever. And give yourself that opportunity. Most people aren't ridiculous in that situation. And if they are, well, there you go. Made life a bit easier for yourself. Yes, yes. Just like, oh, well, I don't have to worry about you anymore. Yeah. My dad always said that there's nothing worse than having a bad friend. So. Oh. oh, Big Dave would, Big Dave W was so Big wise. Dave. Big Dave. Do we how we distinguish him from husband Dave? Yeah, Big Dave. And little Dave. How does that make little Dave feel? 